0: hi des hi hannah so something that i really need to get off my chest is just like how truly addicted i am to listening to giggly squad and burner
1: phone
2: hi it's hannah burner
1: and des bishop
2: thanks for calling the burner phone
1: if you leave a message after the tone
2: we may have to make it into a podcast What's up my little dialers? We are in Aruba.
1: Yes, it's a it's a vacation episode.
2: We love a vacation episode. It's a
1: holiday app. We're sitting in the Bacuti Resort, Bacuti Tara Resort, absolutely gorgeous. Great room looking out onto the onto the Caribbean. Caribbean. What's your choice?
3: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Oh. Um, Hannah's just waiting for that iced coffee to kick in. <laughs>
2: Well, it's not full vacation. Let's be honest. You are working every night. Oh,
1: that's right. I'm doing a, I'm doing a show, and Hannah never really actually takes a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's like working nonstop. But in we're in a great we're in a great we're 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 self employed people. Look, it's
2: not work if you love what you do, which yes. is making fart jokes. And it, it's so funny because we were thinking, what should the topic be? And you were very like, look, I want to make sure that everyone. Is being heard Who needs to be heard Because we've been giving them Very specific prompts But there might be some people That just need to say something And let it out
1: Yeah I wanted this one to be Like a general one Like like a
2: a get it off your chest
1: Yes Like like an open forum
2: Yeah like a drunk town hall meeting
1: Yeah like a Hyde Park corner
2: Like a Quaker meeting
1: Like a friends meeting An actual friends meeting (laughs) Yeah But you can use the F word (laughs) You know, <laughs> an
2: inappropriate Quaker meeting. Um, and it's funny because we like to start the app saying things that we would submit, you know, like what would we want to get off our chest? And it's so funny because I realize that all week I don't shut the fuck up and every subtle thing that goes into my brain, I get it off my chest.
1: So I don't have a problem with that. that that is Hannah that is a cop out man every, you know what's funny every week you say <laughs> I don't have a thing and by the end of the episode <laughs> 10 things have come out like you like cuz now I know I we were walking to the store there I wanted to get a I wanted to get an energy drink mm-hmm. uh, to to pump up the energy for the podcast and you were like oh you have to think of something to get off your chest. And now I realize you were like, you need to think about something because I don't want to think about something.
2: Well, I did vent yesterday about Spotify Unwrapped, or it's actually called Spotify Wrapped, but I was calling it Unwrapped because I'm silly. And do you know what Spotify Wrapped is?
1: Yes. Yes, Hannah. Well, you didn't share yours. Oh, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Spotify Wrapped sharer.
2: Okay, so you think I, you're
1: better than everyone No, I just feel like there's a lot of that going around. True. And I didn't want to add to it. I consider it like plastic in the ocean. Yeah. There's just too much of it already. I didn't need to add to the sort of the, the social media-
2: Overconsumption, there's, saturation. There's, there's a lot of that. Yeah. yeah.
1: I just didn't want to be that guy.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you. I do think that I, um, this year, because I've been on the road a lot, I do a lot of like I wake up from a nap, then I have to go on stage. So I put on a playlist that like, I know is going to get me going. So when they show like your top songs, it's like songs that you are hyper fixating on. Cause I'm like weird like that where you are, I will play the, sometimes i'll even because you're in the room i'll change it up but if you weren't i would play the same song for 45 minutes
1: yeah because there was for a period of time i can't remember uh, what time <laughs> and i can't remember what song either but every single time you were getting ready oh it was a uh, little nas x yeah for, for like a year every time you were getting ready it was, which I'm one was
2: it? with your friends. You
1: were yes, your yes. Friends. I, in I'm fact, even friends. you singing it. I, I, you, call me I, what I, you
2: want. Call <laughs> me what you need. I
1: now only associate that song with uh, being in the Hamptons. It was still kind of pandemic-y. Yeah. And, uh, you,
2: I remember one day you just walk in you go, take me out of this little Nas X sex ju- dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because <laughs> he's like singing about like a hookup. The whole thing's about this like, call me what you want. Call me what you need.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't remember specifically saying it like that, but I definitely remember at one stage going like, "There has to be more that can pump you up than this one particular song."
2: My top song this year was this like very random, Korean K Town remix song. K Town, K-pop. K-pop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a, a Thirty Second Street. <laughs> a, this this crazy Thirty Second Street between Fifth and Sixth. They haven't what They call
2: Korea Town K Town. Okay, K, yeah, K-pop group that like was just. I like something that's Which catchy. K-pop group? It's called Scene Tone. I can't pronounce it.
1: Oh right. Okay.
2: It's authentic, babe.
1: All right. But Sorry, um, I didn't know you were into K-pop.
2: I'm into anything that like gets me happy. I cannot listen to sad songs. I don't want to go there. I don't oh, want to mean feel before my your feelings. show or something. In general though, okay. like I, I like a song that keeps me like motivated positive. So anyway, I was looking at the songs. And I just feel like it really shows how mentally unwell you are. I want to get off my chest that yes, yeah, Spotify and Rept is calling us out. Like I don't need to see the hyper fixation moments I was going through, like in January. You know, yeah. like it's it, it read me like a fucking book, and I felt pretty exposed. So I naturally had to share it with all my followers.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, you shared it. That's the thing. You couldn't keep it to yourself. I thought it was
2: fun because I thought not to be like I'm not like other girls, but it was pretty random and disturbing.
1: Well, you know. uh, Sometimes you get asked like you'll get asked to be on some radio show and they'll be like, What are the five songs from your life? And I feel like everybody oh everybody picks the songs that they want people to think that they're into. Yeah. And the great thing about Spotify is you can't hide.
2: You can't exactly. Like you want to be like cool. Yeah, I got yeah, Drake was in my top five. Yeah, I'm a regular white girl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's it. You can't you can't hide from who you are.
2: I had Taylor Swift, Drake, Lil Wayne, Doja Cat, and Jay Z. Those are my top artists.
1: Nice. Well, I didn't I didn't actually check my Spotify uh, unwrapped, so I can't add to that, but can I add my thing I want to get off my chest, which which I feel like needs to be said every now and then, mm-hmm. like a reminder to society, mm-hmm. which is I don't know who gave smokers the litter pass, but smokers feel like it's totally fine to throw away their cigarette butts, and I'm talking about like people that would never litter. These are people that would never litter, but for some reason don't consider A cigarette butt litter.
2: I guess they've been told, I mean, I don't know, because I've never smoked a cig, because I don't trust myself, but if they throw it in the garbage, and like, God forbid, there's like a little bit of...
1: No, 100%, but that's why you're supposed to stub it out.
2: You stub it, and then you throw it in the garbage.
1: Or you take it to a place where it's safe to discard, because at the end of the day, it's not society's... You throw it in the ocean. No, Hannah, it's not society's (laughs) responsibility to to absorb the garbage of your bad habit. And I have no problem with people smoking, mm-hmm. but the fact that on every street is just constant cigarette butts. You find
2: this in New York City? Everywhere. Yeah. Are
1: you like are you not aware of people throwing their cigarette butts on the ground like that's okay? No, I'm aware. Yeah. I'm aware. And on the beach, people <gasps> turn the people turn the beach into a, an ashtray. No,
2: you're right. It's, and there would it's be It's disgusting. Or like
1: if you go to a park and you want to chill on the grass and then yes. suddenly there's cigarette butts everywhere.
2: Look, put it in your own pocket. Put it in your pocket, collect it. Yeah, then you stink.
1: But it's a stinky habit.
2: I mean, speaking of, I talked about this on Giggly Squad, but there's a. The Jewel documentary is so good. The Jewel documentary. Because it talks about how these guys were like going to save the world and save people from smoking. And it was proven that Jewel is the only thing that stopped people from smoking. But then every 12 year old got their hands on it.
1: That's right. <laughs>
2: so i need to get that off my chest
1: yeah and i don't know the science behind if in the future we're going to find that jewel was worse i'll save that for people in the know but i have to say that i also don't like the fact that people think that jeweling indoors is somehow okay even though smoking isn't like i don't love a jewel cloud
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Like you, you just you smell the, the mango and it just yeah. goes in your mouth yeah. and you're like, okay
1: <laughs> Yeah, and the room eventually just gets it gets a bit like, like cheap incense. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> like a bath like, and body work. Yeah, like like if a twelve year old was was <laughs> meditating. It, but it, if, it it smells like child meditation. People will risk
2: their life for a a jewel hit, like when you go in the airport in the airplane the bathroom you get fined two thousand dollars for vaping and like i know
1: friends who will like do it but does it does does a vape cloud actually show up on the smoke detector or do they just pretend that that's the case that's a great question because i don't know that's a great question so do you want to get into some uh do you want to get into some dialers uh, getting yeah, it off the chest
2: favorite part
1: let's uh ah. let's just start with something simple
4: hi hannah and Dez. This is something I really need to get off my chest, so thanks for giving me this platform to speak my truth. But I just need to know what's going on with people in airports. The way that I've seen some people recently acting in airports is making me lose my faith in humanity. Some people have no common sense when it comes to an airport and just generally lack awareness for the people and things around them. I need three to five business days to prepare for TSA because they scare me, so when I see people who don't know to take their shoes off and to pull their liquids out of their bag, it drives me bananas. And please don't even get me started on slow walkers in airports. I've never wanted to hit a random stranger more than when I'm stuck behind a slow walker. The other day I was at an airport and it was five in the morning and I saw a military man standing outside with a locked and loaded machine gun. Sir, I swear my liquids are under three ounces. Please put that gun away. I need to know your thoughts on people in airports, and if you feel the same. Love you. Bye.
2: Okay. First of all, you need to start a podcast because yeah, she's one, my spirit animal. Your voice is so s- nice to listen to. Two, you're hysterical.
1: Three, it literally came across like uh, uh, a A plus student's essay. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was like uh, discuss annoying things about airports <laughs> in three paragraphs.
2: Does likes to, you know rate? The messages and every now and then he's like they really did a great job.
1: No, this is, I mean, perfect <laughs> message. And I mean, what
2: speaking, do you think she does speak, for a living? Speaking
1: to my soul. I don't know what she does for a living. I think she, I think she's doing well. Yeah, I I mean, she's she's traveling a lot. Yeah, you have to be doing well to be traveling a lot. She's she's
2: very competent. I could tell. Yes. As someone who lives in airports, as in like, I walk into LaGuardia and I high five the clear person, and they're like, "You're here again."
1: Yeah, they literally know you now. They're
2: actually sick of me. They're quite sick of me. Um, she
1: she specifically yes. mentioned slow walkers. Now, my pet peeve on the slow walker front is the people who go onto the travelator, who go onto the oh. the moving walkway.
2: Travelator is that what it's called? Well,
1: in Europe they call it the travelator. Okay. Uh, I what, what what would you call it? I call it um, this this. The speed belt. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the people that walk onto the speed belt, that's not that speedy, uh, and stand there and then block it. Because mm-hmm. that thing was not created for people to just stand and wait. No. It's not like an escalator. It's not the Jetsons. It's not an escalator, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then sometimes when you say, excuse me, they kind of give you like an attitude. Mm. right? And it's like, listen, I have no problem if you want to stand there, but you can't block the whole thing.
2: You can't block the whole thing. I have a weird little competitive thing where... I'll be walking with someone and they'll kind of poo-poo the the speed belts and they'll go and just walk normally. And I go, I'm about to smoke your ass.
1: And then I just... walk through the speed belt. Oh, I, I love I love beating somebody who <laughs> But I can understand. I can well, understand... Well, yes, yeah, they don't the, want to deal with a possible blockage. I can understand the mentality because they've been burned in the past and I've been burned. I've been the guy mm-hmm. who's stuck behind some people that won't move or they mm-hmm. have too many bags and I'm watching the person who decided not to get on beating me. Do you
2: remember that last time that guy kind of swiped us? Like, we were about to oh, walk yeah, on and he guy,
1: jumped in. Yeah, this guy jumped in. And this is
2: the thing. If you're going to be rude and, like, jump in front of someone be aware if you're going to have to walk with them for the next like 40 gates because we're going to
1: fucking catch up to you. Yes. It's going to be a little bit auk, auky, poos. Yeah, exactly. I had one time on the on the Travelator, uh, This three people and they were like right across the thing. Mm-hmm. And early on in the experience, I was like, excuse me. And they hardly moved and I had to like really squeeze by them and the whole time they were giving me attitude. And I was like, you think you're right. I know mm-hmm. you think you're right, mm-hmm. but you're wrong.
2: The one time I think... It's acceptable is when it's the kids, you know, it's the woman standing and she has four kids running around her and they're playing and they think it's fun. I think that's cute. I smile. She looks at me stressed. She goes, I'm sorry. I said, you know what? This is cute. And that's fine. I will pummel your child.
1: Yeah. And let's face it, your child is dying to walk the opposite way. Your child your, your, your child is dying to walk against the travelator. We know that your child is dying to I mean, do as that. a
2: kid, that shit is fun.
1: Yeah, I have to say, as a kid I, I, I wasn't really aware of that many travelators, but I always wanted to walk the opposite way on an escalator.
2: Mm-hmm. Always Oh did. Yeah. 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 I was very scared of escalators. They made a big deal about the second you have to get off the escalator, yes. they'd always be like,
1: Be ready, be ready. I know. I think I, I think I was eight before I realized that I wasn't gonna get sucked into the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna like turn into a paper shredder,
2: exactly.
1: So the other uh, thing she's mentioning is the is the uh, you know TSA, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, I'm, it's always tough because both both our complaint about the boarding process and also the TSA. It's like yes, it annoys the crap out of me, but I also understand that not everybody travels as much.
2: But babe, we have something to get off our chest about it. Oh
1: yes, we do. We do. <laughs> They have modernized the TSA check-in process with the tray system, mm-hmm. and it does not work.
2: I don't know if you guys know what we're talking about, but the, there's a, a tray at the bottom, a tray at the top, and you have to wait to push the tray. And for some reason, and there's I, like
1: four sections. So, like when it's your turn, yeah. it's when one slot comes yes. up. So there's like four slots.
2: Now I can't. For some reason, I cannot figure out the girl math on this because somehow it makes the process way longer than if you just. Put your thing on the belt and yes. let it go. And I don't know why or how this got approved, but it's a pain in the ass. People get confused. I also do think with the TSA guy, there's like two different, there's three different characters. One, there's the guy who loves it and he's aggressive, and every guy goes, "No laptops, no," and he's yelling at everyone. And you're like, yeah. I-, "I heard you the four times." Yeah, in I've been the last on this minute. line for ten minutes. I got you, and you I've heard it. I but they enjoy hearing themselves. But also,
1: they're probably going. You think th- they're probably saying, "You think." because you travel a lot, yeah. that I've said it enough. But I promise yeah, you there that no people. matter how many times I say it, somebody will come up and be like, do I need to take my shoes
2: off? Yes, yes. But also, th- and then there's the person who's like, they're not helping you. Like they're standing there and they're like, figure it out. And then you get in trouble later because you weren't sure. And then there's the person who's a happy medium, you know. And who knows what kind of day they're going through. I don't judge. But I do know that as someone who travels a lot, When something gets alerted, it's interesting to me because I'm like, wow, I've traveled 32 times this month. Why is this the one time, you know, this moisturizer is getting alerted or something? And that's why also, okay, my final grievance. And I talked about my Southwest experience on Giggly Squad. A lot of the time they say they're real sticklers saying you cannot have three bags on you. Yes. And then you cannot have... Your roller bag, a backpack. And if you're a girl, you have a purse. I think that's some sexist shit. What am I going to do? I have to have my little Percy. And my purse doesn't always fit in my backpack. Sometimes I have my backpack stuffed. So anyway, I go through Delta a lot with my per- with all three. And then occasionally they go, you got to put the purse in. And I look at them and I say, you know what? I will. But I know that you didn't have to do that. Because the last four times... Yes. No one said anything to me. And it depends on the person. It depends on the mood. And I respect it. I respect when they want to be a stickler. But I also don't understand why it's so important. Because I put my backpack and my purse underneath Under the chair. The seat, it, both, doesn't af- it doesn't affect anyone. My little, tiny little purse.
1: A lot of people say that they should not be charging for bags being checked. They should actually be charging bags being taken on the plane because actually it's the bags being taken on the plane that are delaying things and actually that's where the that's where the precious space is, is actually in the overhead compartments but we don't want to get too overly flighty was there anything else that she was <laughs> was, was there anything else that she was discussing that uh, that we have an issue with because obviously there's, there's tons of stuff about overhead space and mm-hmm. you know people putting up small bags but and- I
2: think she was talking about you know some people I guess don't fly and they don't know what's going on and I think it becomes the kind of person of when you don't know what's going on, are you one to just throw yourself into the mix and kind of mess it up and and wait for someone to tell you you're doing it wrong, or do you step back and try to observe and then try, try to figure to it out exactly, yeah. or do you ask someone
1: immediately? I mean, look. How embarrassed are you when you walk through the thing and it beeps? I feel like, like a badass. I I can't believe that I've made a mistake. I immediately. But then sometimes like, it's how so-
2: much cocaine did I put in my butthole this morning?
1: That sometimes then it's just like a random search, but you want to turn around to everybody and say it's a random search. I didn't, I didn't screw up. Yeah, you know, no. I don't want people thinking that I screwed up.
2: I, I always do when I walk through. Like, get a weird feeling. Like, did someone put like heroin in? You know?
1: Yeah, that's because you watch too much Banged Up Abroad. <laughs> that, that's yeah. that's a that's a Banged Up Abroad syndrome.
2: Well, Paige, w- one of her fake bags was getting alerted because there was like some kind of like there was something that was on these bags like some kind of like substance substance exactly some kind of substance that was alerting that was in these like fake bag factories that she was oh, getting alerted right. for and it like you could get in trouble but anyway that's karma for that's karma for buying fake bags It's far, karma for getting a $25 mew mew. um so i think
1: we, we, that's well covered would you say
2: Yes, I would. I do want to say I do have empathy for people who don't know what's going on at airports because that's probably how people feel about me when I walk into a USPS. (laughs) yeah yeah, for sure (laughs) they're like this fucking dumbass
1: (laughs) people like people that uh, that run like small online businesses and are like in the post office every day and then somebody comes in like crying (laughs) (laughs) but like
2: in the UPS they'll they'll be like make sure you have you know the tape this and I'm like I don't have tape I didn't print out the address how do I even like I don't even know where to begin but
1: that's USPS now for the record UPS stores will actually they'll charge you though but they'll do everything for you charge me yeah Charge so me. So you need to go to UPS. i can't be dealing with USPS.
2: USPS is um, above my pay grade.
1: Yeah, USPS is not is not your area of expertise. No. Okay. Yeah, let's try. I like this one because I I I I, I, I sympathize with the sentiment, even though I know that it's kind of directed at me.
5: Hey, Hannah and Des, um, love you both. Listen to the podcast every week. Um, more of a comment, I guess, or, um, a question. Why is it okay for people to ask shy people or like quiet people? Like, Hey, why are you so quiet? Um, like, are you okay? Like, why, why are you quiet today? Um, but it's not okay to ask loud people or people who talk all the time, um, why they're talking all the time. Anyway,
2: love you guys. Bye. That, that is so fucking funny. It's
1: to be honest, it's it's a very astute. But observation. I do
2: feel like it is kind of New York to be called out, where someone would be like, "Can you shut the fuck up?" Yeah. But, <laughs> like I've definitely had friends who will tell a friend like, "You don't shut the fu- shut the fuck up."
1: <laughs> yeah, but I do feel that there's there's always more. Uh, there is more concern about somebody who's being quiet than there is somebody who won't shut up.
2: Yeah. When the person who won't shut up is probably a lot more mentally unstable.
1: Yeah, or certainly somebody who's probably like a little more insecure or uncomfortable in a situation. So they're talking through their discomfort. Yes,
2: that's definitely me. Whenever I read the like how to show confidence or like how to deal with a business meeting, I'll read that stuff. Okay, I'll watch TikToks on it. And they're always like when they ask a question, pause for a bit say your answer and then stop like it's actually, you're considered smarter and more confident and more competent as you're coming across. If you're less like chatting during every second.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that that's 100% true. And I think as I've gotten older, I've become more aware. I, I actually become aware of when I'm sort of like over talking or perhaps covering up some uncomfortability in a situation, uh, by by speaking. Daniel Simonson, great Norwegian comedian. If you ever get a chance to check out his stuff on YouTube, he has a lot of great material about this sentiment. But I, I feel that she expressed it very concisely. And I yeah. think it's more important that it just gets out there rather mm-hmm. than just uh, needing us to discuss it. Because we're definitely probably more on the talking a lot side.
2: Yeah, I always say when people first meet me, I'm quite chatty. And then as you know me more and I'm more comfortable with you, I'll be quieter, which means I'm content.
1: I wonder what the happy medium. What is the what is the perfect formula for when you're talking too much or when you're not sort of living up to your social obligation of being in company and you know uh, partaking in the conversation? What mm-hmm. is the what is the right amount of expectation on both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. of this conundrum? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts?
2: I guess it. People will say something if they feel like you're checking out or like you're really not giving anything to the conversation. Yeah. Um, Also, I find if you just laugh, people don't call you shy because you're you're part of the conversation. It's more like kind of if you are looking stoic, like you're not engaging.
1: Did we joke about this before about when you guess what was being said because you weren't paying attention? Uh, that's, Did we talk, where do we talk about that? It's
2: literally every conversation
1: in my life. Where where do we talk about I that? I mean,
2: it's a, it's a funny meme where everyone says, like, when you go, that's crazy. Because you haven't, you, that's you like, haven't been you listening. Say, you go, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good one. I think we talked about it before. I actually though.
2: just posted a bit because I was... I do crowd work, obviously, and every now and then the person is like really chatty, giving a lot, and sometimes it's great and sometimes they're just drunk. But then every now and then I'll come across a guy that I'm making fun of and he you could tell he's so scared and so shy. So I had this guy, Tate, I was talking to. Oh yes. And I was kind of I was just demolishing this this poor man and at one point I was like, Tate, give it to me. Stand up to me. You can do this and I go, you know what? I'm jealous of you, Tate. Because I, I broke him down then I was building him back up. And I was like, you, "What? W- I love shy people. Like, what is it like to not have to blurt out every thought that comes into your brain? Like, the self-control. Like, I'm so jealous of you. And then he ended up, you know, coming out. But I love shy people because they're like cats to me. Where they're not, they're not outgoing with a lot of people. So if I can get them to open up to me, it's like the best feeling ever. Where, like, if the loud person in the room is, like, talking to you, you're like, okay, like...
1: <laughs> It's Like a uh, you're like a victim. It's <laughs> <laughs> you 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 want to feel like the, the 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 savior. It's
2: like when a dog comes up to you for food. You're like okay. <laughs> yeah, Every, you want food. All you know, Hannah's you want. animal
1: analogies will be cat positive, dog somewhat negative. No,
2: I love dogs, but when they use me for food, I don't. I just don't feel valued. My favorite gift, hands down, for all the men in my life is Manscaped. Mary Ballsmas from our friends over at Manscaped. The holidays are approaching and Manscaped has just dropped their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra for the man in your life. I just saw the Pete Davidson didn't add with them and it was really funny. Who doesn't like the gift of smooth balls? Included in this package is the lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose trimmer, which a lot of us need. Even I need it sometimes so you could steal it from him. Manscaped liquid formulations and two free gifts. It's hilarious, high quality, and helps your man keep his package right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code burner B-E-R-N-E-R, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code burner. Give him Manscaped and unwrap your favorite present this year. So the holidays are officially upon us and when it comes to getting skincare, there's so many brands out there. So if I'm gonna gift my mom or my grandma or my friend something, I wanna make sure it's like mind blowing And that's where Osea comes into play. My mom has actually stolen already all my Osea, so I need to get more. But I'm so excited because they came out with their Super Glow Body Set. It's a limited edition box set featuring three of their best-selling body care products, a full-size Undaria Algae Body Oil, Undaria Cleansing Body Polish, and a travel-size Undaria Algae Body Butter. So your body is going to be smooth. Okay, nothing is getting past Osea and it smells like a spa like the second they open it up They're gonna know this is high quality She loves me. She got me that gift and it's packed in a box So you can skip all the annoying admin of gift wrapping. It's all ready for that special person in your life It exfoliates hydrates and leaves skin silky soft and glowing And it's perfect for the cold weather months when your skin is not so happy with you. And it's also ideal for a girl shower. Or for a guy in your life, get him a girl shower. Right now, you can save 30% on the set at oseamalibu.com. And they have a discount code. Give the gift of glow this holiday season with clean vegan skincare from Osea. And right now, they have a special discount code for our listeners. 10% off your first order site-wide with code BURN, B-E-R-N, at OseaMalibu.com. Head to O-S-E-A Malibu.com and use the code BURN for 10% off. I highly recommend this gift. I've been obsessed with Uncommon Goods for over eight years now. I -I -I just love getting unique homemade thoughtful gifts for people that they don't see everyone having so when you shop at uncommon goods you're supporting artists and small independent businesses and these products are made in small batches so shop now before they sell out this holiday season from jewelry to art to kitchen to home and bar uncommon goods has something for everyone not a boring lackluster gift I mean, they do have socks, but like they're cool socks, you know, uncommon experiences are really cool, too. They're more than virtual classes. They're unexpected opportunities to have fun and connect in new ways from tarot card readings to romantic map making, cooking and mixology classes. Des and I are very into getting experiences over gifts, so I highly recommend if someone's been wanting to learn something or they like to socialize, this is a really good idea for them. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back a dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com b-e-r-n. That's uncommongoods.com slash burn for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary picture this i just finished my thanksgiving dinner and the meat sweats are starting and i'm a real meat sweats girl but instead of racing to reapply deodorant i'm cool as a cucumber why what is this magic it's because i use lumi lumi is a one-of-a-kind whole body deodorant created by an ob so they know what they're talking about they discovered odor isn't just an underarm thing it's an all-over thing so she developed a ph-optimized deo That's clinically proven to control odor everywhere for up to 72 hours. Because not to brag, I sweat from all the creases. And the special offer, new customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack, which I highly recommend, with the code BURN. B-E-R-N. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com and use the code BURN. They have the whole body deodorant that comes in a lot of different scents. You find what's right for you. I got the toasted coconut. And it helps with your pits, your under boobs, your thighs, your belly button, your butt cracks, your vulvas, and your feet. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off the Lumi starter pack with code BURN at loomdeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit loomdeodorant.com and use the code BURN.
6: Uh, I like this one. I would say my hottest take is the vertigo that comes with a dizzying height of a person who has chosen to go sober because they can't handle their alcohol. Their moral standing will have them on a pedestal so high that they truly think they are sitting on the first pew at church every Sunday, every mass. And they need to get their heads out of their asses because you don't need alcohol to have fun. That's fine. You did it one point and you just had too much fun. I I need it. Let me drink my alcohol. Don't make it seem like I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Just because when you drink, you make an ass out of yourself. When I drink, I just get relaxed and funny. So take your moral height and actually just jump off of it and ground yourself
1: Okay, this is straight I mean, up stand-up. I, I I love that because as I'm a non-drinker, but mm-hmm. I like the sentiment.
2: Well, this is the thing because there are different types of people who become sober. And I also feel like some very newly sober people will act like this.
1: Yes, 100%. Because they're
2: playing with like a new identity, but it's so true. It's like, two weeks ago, I found you in your own puke. And now you're poo-pooing me because I want to have two margaritas?
1: Yes. I, I mean... I I 100% agree that especially the the newly converted actually in the literature of recovery mm-hmm. they they talk about the the zeal of the recent convert mm. and it's not good but that's also part of the problem of if you really have a problem with alcohol mm-hmm. like if you if it's a genuine issue mm-hmm. you're actually not supposed to still be hanging out with the people that you hung out with mm-hmm. uh, which I feel like. That's going on in this situation. Like, yeah. a former party person has stopped <laughs> drinking, but they're still hanging out with the party people, and they're doing that awful thing yeah. of judging other people's behavior.
2: Yeah, when it's like, you all have a different relationship with alcohol, and he's completely right. If you can't handle it, don't project that shit onto me. But it's true, we're like, I don't drink a lot, and my I get so nervous that I'm gonna make other people feel like I'm judging them cuz I decide like oh I don't want to drink with dinner when they are cuz they'll get in their heads too being like oh so are we not having fun cuz you're not drinking but I'm for me I'm like no I'm l- less fun when I drink cuz I get sleepy I'll be peeing I'll be hungover like I don't want to deal with it um but I, there's definitely those people where it's it's like they switch so quickly you're like 3 days ago you were snorting cocaine in the bathroom while funneling alcohol and doing um a keg stand.
1: Yeah, now you run a fucking recovery clinic. <laughs> Can I give the flip side of this? Yes. So the flip side, and I'm not saying this person is is this person, mm-hmm. but there's also the person, right, who just gets triggered by the non-drinker because mm-hmm. subconsciously they know that they have a problem. Yes, and they take your sobriety personally. Mm-hmm. So when they get to a certain point of intox- intoxication, mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Oh, look at you, fucking thinking you're great because because <laughs> you're not drinking." Oh, look at look at Mister has everything together. where you are saying I'm doing something wrong? Yeah, uh, that that uh, can also happen. Where you have yes. somebody who's a little bit in denial about their own problem. Yes. so they take your healthy lifestyle as an insult.
2: Well, I do think we have a decent amount of listeners in the late 20s and early 30s which is a weird time where in your early 20s you're the fun friend and then in your late 20s you start being the problem and people start realizing like in their late 20s it's not cute anymore to be like the most drunk friend, and it starts teetering on a problem. So people are kind of figuring out where they
1: who they are, who
2: they are in that moment. Because in your twenties, no one gives a fuck. It's just you're young, you're twenty, you're going through it, you're drinking through it. And then around twenty nine, people start going. She's is she still, she's still blacking out on a Tuesday.
1: So the trick is to go home early like if you're if you're a non drinker that still wants to be social there's just a moment there's a point of intoxication amongst your friends mm-hmm. where you're no longer going to have a good time mm-hmm. actually, the ride up you know mm-hmm. uh, the the slow roller coaster ride up to the top mm-hmm. is actually very enjoyable, but when they hit the drop, you just need to get out of there because you're, it, they're not going to make sense to you and it's mm-hmm. not fun anymore
2: yeah my My mom always used to tell me nothing good happens after two am and that bitch was right she was right man. that bitch was right she,
1: she was absolutely I, as someone
2: who does drink sometimes it's like i do love an early night even when i'm drinking because <laughs> i don't need to be a part of that like everything seems like a good idea at 2 a.m like let's go let's go all the way to staten island and, st- and get that sandwich i like yeah the uber uh, is 500 for- you only live one life
1: for the for the person who messaged in um I hope that you can find some common ground with your friend because I feel like <laughs> I feel like they had a recent friend that converted to sobriety.
2: Yeah, well, I had you know party friends. I feel like a lot of people have that group of party friends, and eventually, some people move on, and some people don't. Uh, but I've definitely been in a situation where someone's gone sober, and it's like they're they think they're nailed to a cross, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah. you're like where's my friend I miss my friend yeah
1: nobody wants the martyr yeah yeah it sucks when you become no fun but that's why by the way just on a serious note mm-hmm. uh, anybody who uh, thinks they have a problem or they've recently stopped that's why you're supposed to actually take a break from socializing with those friends mm-hmm. and the friendships that matter will eventually come back together in a yes. healthier way for you yes you know and, and that that happened for me in fact my closest friends today are actually not my recovery friends they're my friends from college who you know as they got older and they got out of the party like lifestyle we all came back together in a way that is like much deeper and that just happened naturally so i you know don't be afraid to take a break you're not gonna any real friendships are not gonna disappear because you're looking after yourself yeah
2: and if you're thinking of becoming sober like don't be afraid that you're gonna piss your friends off it's just about not pretending that you're like better than people i mean honestly i'm so off drinking right now like i can't tell you the last time i drank
1: i know you're not a big it's
2: probably drinker. me just getting old
1: Um, Okay, let's go. Uh, This is very Hannah. This is so Hannah. Oh, my God.
7: (laughs) Why am I constantly running out of everything once I buy it? Like I'll buy foundation, then I'll run out of paper towels. And then I'll buy my paper towels, I'll run out of mascara. Is there some sort of tip, like life tip that I'm missing?
2: I mean, No. Becoming an adult is just running out of paper towels. I've I've never had paper towels. I can't remember the last time I had a paper towel.
1: Um, I mean, the renewables people will say that paper towels are not necessary, mm-hmm. but uh, without getting into any sort of uh, economic shame or environmental shaming, um, this this is the thing uh, about being, you know what it is? It's the transition from when your, your parents were just on top of shit mm-hmm. and then suddenly realizing like, oh. How much the, upkeep. The toilet paper wasn't just, created out of it wasn't just it it didn't magically appear look
2: amazon subscribe and save is my shit as in you you're like okay every two months but the problem is is i've something happened where i've been getting too much cat food and let's just say butter will survive the apocalypse the amount of cat food is not timed correctly with the amount that butter's eating and we have so
1: and i don't know how to like fix it because I don't know how to take the subscribe i'll skip
2: it because i don't want to completely not do it and so it's look being an adult is fucking hard this is some admin that i don't like um but yeah most of your life is literally just throwing out the garbage
1: yeah i feel like the one one well not one but many areas of weakness in our not our relationship but in uh, the way that we organize our life is neither of us are great for like the weekly shopping like, we, we haven't mastered that art. And I feel like this person and anyone who identifies with this message, including us, needs to know that life flows better when you're organized enough to make a list of what you need and mm-hmm. buy it every week.
2: Lists, look, lists are my kink. Lists are the only thing that keep me alive. I, if, because I know, I don't trust that I will remember anything. At the moment that I need to remember it So I have those lists And there's like the life list And then like the work list
1: Yeah the thing is that You, you don't really have a life list <laughs> You're very good at the work list Yes And, and th- this by the way Coming from somebody Who is absolutely useless At the life list mm-hmm. also But I feel like both of us Aren't good at the life list
2: And look I'm very grateful For the like l- my life right now In terms of I'm on tour And I'm traveling If we were at home all week Things would be different we would go to Trader Joe's across the street. We would go to Target when we need to. We would have routine. But when every week you're in town, you're not in town, it's, yes. it's harder to come up with that like routine
1: that's for the dialer, helpful. For the dialer, I will say that this is just a lesson about life. Mm-hmm. It's incessant. Mm-hmm. It keeps coming. You know, and sometimes it's not just paper towels. It'll be a fucking leak in the roof or the water won't be running or there will always be something. That's just the way it is. That In fact, that's why the older you get, the more you say there's always something. You
2: become aware of like the amount of consumption, which kind of gives me anxiety sometimes or like just how much you buy to exist and... Just keeping your carbon footprint low. I don't know what a carbon footprint is, but it sounds fun.
1: Well, w- when you open the podcast with the amount that you travel, we can be the most <laughs> carbon footprint aware couple on the planet. Look,
2: I'm not Taylor Swift on her private jet.
1: Yeah, Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not that hypocritical.
2: <laughs> but we love Taylor Swift. But we love Taylor Swift. We love Swi- Taylor Swift. <laughs> Actually, I am a Swiftie. She's my number one l- most listened to. Babe, you almost got to fucking cancel. On
1: what, Hannah, I didn't mention Taylor Swift. You did. Just yeah, put, but you made it negative. I, I haven't made it negative. I haven't made it negative. This is how I, I'm afraid of Swifties. So much so that at least ten people messaged in with complaints about how much Taylor Swift coverage there is. And I didn't put it in. <laughs> I, I, I didn't put it a in. Feminist King. No, I just I was like, no way. No I'm way. Not, I'm Don't not getting it. into it. Don't touch no, it. No way. Nope. So um okay, let's uh let's go one for the one for the moms. Hey
0: guys. Des I hope your secret family had a good Thanksgiving and you too, Hannah. Something that's bugging me right now is my freaking kids. Oh, I love them. I love them to pieces. They're the angels of my life, but three daughters at home all together for fall break. And then two weeks later, Thanksgiving break. And then in a few weeks, we're getting into Christmas break and, oh man, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? The consequences of my poor decision making pull and pray just failed us three times kidding I love my kids but geez a mom needs a break
1: Ugh. I, I a great message you know it's not easy out there it's not easy out there
2: I know this has been something I've been focusing on with my stand-up is asking the moms you know do you hate your kids or not do you regret having kids or not and it's it's Become like a weird, you know, puzzle that I'm trying to solve.
1: Yeah, well, it's the great conundrum of human life the 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 reward of parenting uh, combined with how bloody difficult it is.
2: Des likes this because we like playing along with the idea that maybe kids are not needed to find happiness.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I it, but also there's moms out there that are listening and they're going, yeah, amen. You know, because this it,
2: mom's like, I want to. I'm sorry for. Um, saying anything about public school teachers, I want my kids to go back to school.
1: That's right. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Then you know uh, the 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 week. Oh, you. Oh, in Ireland, you get a week off in October, but there's just too many vacations.
2: Yeah. You know? it, during this small period of time. Yes. I mean, it's fucking capitalism with the like... Yeah. Sell, like we just got over summer, which was all like you have to have the most fun of your life because the sun's out. And then the second we can all kind of rest, it's like, let's party with our families, which is, you know, loaded. Yeah. Loaded. But also
1: in this economy... As uh, as a lot of the little darlings like to say when they message in, in this economy, you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, you have kids, it's tough, but you know, they'll eight, they'll be eighteen and they'll they'll yes. get out there and they'll get on with their lives. Whereas you're gonna be, you're gonna have these kids till you're thirty. I mean, the po- fo- poor pull and pray. These kids, these kids are not getting their own house. They're, they're with you for a long time. It's not. A, it's a big. It's Unless a big, they moved to Indiana, like my brother. It's a big commitment.
2: I I can't believe pull and pray. Really fucked over three times
1: I know Imagine her I mean, and her husband
2: good... The third one She's like God wouldn't do this to us again
1: <laughs> You'd definitely become an atheist After that third Yeah <laughs> After that third pregnancy test You're like wait a minute There's
2: something about three kids That's just diabolical I get it If like you've had two And you really want to have a boy But I feel like when you do that God always gives you a girl Yeah
1: but she got the third girl man My mom went My mom went for a third Because she wanted a girl She got a third boy Oh well, Tortured until the end Poor Aiden. Um, all right, so let's go. Uh, okay, one for Hannah.
3: Hi, Hannah and Des. Um, this is kind of a complaint that has been on my mind the past few months. Um, I adopted a kitten about three months ago, and I live in a studio apartment, so I don't have much um, privacy, per se. And without fail, every single time that I am masturbating or my boyfriend and I are getting it on she is just there staring at us or me with her beady fucking eyes she always just pops up out of nowhere like we'll be having a great fucking time and then all of a sudden I feel eyes on me and she's just like literally on the bed with us and it's just something that um I've been having a hard time navigating around because like (laughs) bro I can't fucking get horny when your fucking furry little face is right in the right in the way every time so yeah that's um, a little complaint i've been having also i saw you in indiana and you were fucking amazing so i hope to see you again see ya thanks
2: oh my god indiana was such a fun show it's funny because the cats i've had like butter whenever there's like too much going on she's like i'm out she wants me like lying not moving cuddling with me so butter's never been one of those people butter has once run across the bed to scare someone (laughs) more.
1: Yeah, but Butter Butter is afraid of other people, so she's not really getting involved. But our foster dog, Abby, we literally, we have to kick Abby out of the room because it's not that Abby is like making us paranoid uh, because She's watching us. She's literally looking for a threesome. Like if we start, like if we start fooling around on the bed, it's like suddenly she would literally be jumping on us, like licking. At one stage, wasn't she like licking your leg? While she we... was licking my back <laughs> while I was kissing you. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like into the bestiality zone. It's like too weird. No, we had to kick her out twice. Abby gets jealous. So like, if I
2: kind of jump on you or start showing you any affection she has to get in between us yes and it's not like she wants me to get away no, she doesn't just, like
1: attack you she just wants to be involved she wants to be
2: involved <laughs> she wants to be a thruple yeah and then if we kick her out because we just you know want some pri- privacy and some boundaries some healthy boundaries we hear her crying and hitting
1: against the door yeah you know but what are you gonna do i mean you have to you have to have privacy there but butter if, if butter was staring at us i wouldn't care
2: yeah, because Butter would probably just look at us like, Ugh, "This is so like cheeky." Yeah, she,
1: yeah, she would. She doesn't. <laughs> she just wouldn't be. But she wouldn't anyway. Because if there's any that much movement, like she'll. It she'll does be sound hiding. like you have a good. She's team. definitely been under the bed though, for sure.
2: We- <laughs> I've definitely like gone to the bathroom after, and then she comes walking out of the bed, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry." Babe. Yeah, she's like,
1: "You're such a slut." <laughs>
2: I, it does sound like you have a good cat, and the fact that she like is not afraid of you know limbs going everywhere and still is on the bed. So I would embrace that. But I I do think there are a lot of dogs that will get involved or enjoy watching. Um,
1: and I'm sure your cat. I've, I, we we've heard cat sex. I'm sure your cat is just looking at you, going, "These people are so quiet." <laughs> Like she, she must not be enjoying this because she is so quiet right now.
2: <laughs> Where dogs are like judging your technique, like that's doggy
1: style. Absolutely yeah, not. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, what's wrong with their leg? Put your back what's, into it. What's wrong with their leg? Why do you always got to go for the vagina? What kind of foreplay is this? Go for a calf. I'll show you how to hump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll show you how to dry hump. Um. Anyway. Uh, Alright, let's get seasonal and then and then we'll call it a day. Okay? I'm a fan. I believe in this.
7: Hey Hannah. Hey Des. Um, I already know you guys because I have a very vibrant parasocial relationship with you. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that I am a toddler mom and I am so tired. Um, particularly about Christmas um, there's just so much. There's the Christmas cards, there's the photo shoot for the Christmas cards, the matching outfits, the Christmas presents, the Christmas tree. She's not gonna remember this. People ask me, what are you getting her for Christmas? "Mm, I'm saving my money. I gotta save it all up until she's gonna actually remember a single gift she's gonna get. Um, the social media pressure to make Christmas amazing is actually crazy, and I miss the 90s. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Christmas admin. I mean, and, and can I just say that we've had numerous ones, and also Christmas and Thanksgiving being so close. Can I just throw that the whole subject in yes. on top of this? Yes. Because we had a lot of people in about the closeness of Thanksgiving and Christmas, and also, I mean, this is 100% true. If If the kid is not remembering... Don't bother. There's just no need. But well, people say the first seven
2: years of your life creates the brain and the mindset that is the rest of your life. So it's not that they don't remember. They they feel it. You know these things. Yeah, but happen they don't feel them.
1: specifically like this special day. They feel the the constant love. The love. Yeah. They don't need like no. The you don't fi- have to
2: give them forty presents. Just you know, get them one you know cheap thing at the dollar store.
1: <laughs> and by the way, like the Christmas card thing has to stop. Like. We we have Facebook now, we have Instagram, mm-hmm. we have all these social media sites. The Christmas card thing with the pictures and season's greetings from the McCluskeys. Mm-hmm. it doesn't have to exist anymore.
2: Also, the creepy s- sitting on Santa's leg, I don't need that. I'm not putting my fucking kid on Santa's leg.
1: Oh, yes you are. I don't you're gonna, know. You're, you're going you're gonna to deny the whole Santa is real experience for the kid? Yeah, but I don't need
2: to... Just to have all my kids sit on Santa.
1: I mean, well, well if that day ever comes we can discuss that. I but.
2: feel like there's going to be a documentary coming out about Santas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, uh, the, the I have to say I'm not I'm not a Scrooge, you know, but I I am a little bah humbug with like how much you have to do. Like yeah, people yeah. need to just like really shrink the amount of people that you need to get presents for.
2: Also, I I totally understand her saying there's social media pressure. Yes. I would argue, you know how you feel, you see these couples posting being like, I've never found another love like this. And when I look into your eyes, 14 paragraphs, I would feel the same way about people who overdo their Christmases on social media. I'm like, you guys are fucking miserable. Okay. Like how how many, how many, I feel like the more decorations, what do you, what are you covering up?
1: I, So you're sort of, this is the evolution from your joke about the longer the the caption under the love picture, the more chance that they're about to break up.
2: Yeah. I'm not saying families are getting divorced, but I'm saying like people are putting that much effort in. They're doing it for a reason, you know? And just, it's beautiful and it's great. And some people really do love the aesthetics and they are really good at all that stuff. Yeah, and they're
1: getting all the matching Christmas pajamas. And I
2: appreciate that, but just in your heart of hearts, don't assume that it means they're happier than you.
1: Yeah. Now I I will say that as a child, my mother did make a good effort with the Christmas decorations and I did enjoy, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed uh, the Christmas period. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, like the amount of presents that we got, even in the 80s, it was insane. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Like I just, I feel like we could just tone it down a little bit. Yes. How much is expected to be bought. Yes. And also the other thing is that, we never we we never had there was no pressure on our uncles and aunts there was not a lot of pressure on the people outside of our immediate family to get us gifts and I feel like these days there's a lot more like what are you getting everybody for christmas which i oh I, I, I don't believe in that
2: I remember when i First got out of college, I was like, wait, am I now responsible because I'm technically an adult to get presents for all these people who have been getting presents for me that I didn't even ask for that? I didn't always enjoy. (laughs) So I was like, wait, I have to get it for every extended family. And now my little cousins, too, because now like I, I even though I'm not making money, I just graduated college. And I remember I had a traumatizing moment where I was in college graduating. And I went to the gift shop, which is expensive at University of Wisconsin, and I bought every single person like a tchotchke. Like I got like a mug for this person, a sweatshirt for this person. And I was like, I'm going to be the best gift giver ever. And I'm I'm becoming an adult. And it was in a plastic bag and I left it on the plane.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. So,
2: uh, yeah, I've been triggered by that shit. I also think When people have birthdays in between like November, December, early January, they get shafted. Like the people who have December 27th birthdays, I feel horrible. Worst. Because like when I have my birthday on August 12th, I'm like, it's my summer of my birthday where you cannot outshine Santa.
1: The holiday period, it's tough. I'm a fan of diminishing the amount of people who have to buy presents uh, all for the holiday cheer. But I, I, I think that for our dialer that dialed in. It's tough being a new mom. Mm-hmm. I think what you need to do is just simplify everything. Take away the social media pressure. Mm-hmm. Do not send Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. Just take a... Bad take,
2: for the environment.
1: Just send a Christmas email, you know, and, and that's that's fine. Christmas email? You know, like the e-card.
2: Yeah, you can do an e-card. Christmas
1: e-card it's fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine.
2: I do think also if you're... It's like thinking of the origin of Christmas and Hanukkah and these holidays, maybe it was to during these cold months, give us something to look forward to. So it's like you can create what your routine is. You can create what your family, you know, traditions are. And you, because your kids are young, you can start it now where it's like you get this amount of presents. We don't do this. We do yes. this. And, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's not mat- that materialistic. It's about who you're with and I like some good Christmas Christmas music in the background.
1: Like, if you have a lot of siblings. Like, I feel like early on, when, when, when one of them starts having kids, it's like, let's sit down as a family and say yeah. that the aunts and uncles are not buying presents. Keep it nice and simple and just takes so much pressure off. Yeah. And number two, the whole Christmas card picture thing came from a time where you didn't see a family <laughs> from year to year. So it was nice to see the kids growing yes, up. Yes, yes. You know? But now we see we see your Facebook posts all the time. Let's evolve. Yeah, we just don't need that anymore. Like I see your
2: kid every single day on Instagram. Uh, yeah,
1: every day, and I know about all the dramas about the teacher. You're not happy. I know everything about your life. <laughs> I don't need to see a picture of you in Christmas pajamas. You know? I don't need to see it. Um, I oh think we're God. good. What do you think? Are we the Grinch? No, we're 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 modernizing Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year.
2: So, we got so many good ones off your chest, but there were a ton that were very like deep about secrets, right?
1: Yeah, so what what happened was when you put out the prompt, you said, "Get something off your chest." a secret, anything you want to, you know, a, a, anyway, the way you articulated it was quite broad, which was great, uh, so much so that uh, we, we've separated it, so that was basically the kind of like the gripes, getting things off your chest, and then uh, next week, we're going to do the secrets, uh, you know, some of which were like disguise your voice, mm-hmm. so some people are literally using it as like, a, you know, I've been holding on to this, and I need to tell it, so they're putting it out there into the ether.
2: So that's next week. Get excited. Next, secrets. The secrets. And we love our little diners so much. We're obsessed with all of you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Well, oh, can I just say that I have a New Year's show in Chicago? Yes. Which definitely could do with selling some tickets. Uh, and I don't know if you want to play. Oh, and I'm in Tempe the following weekend, the first weekend of January. I'm in Tempe, Arizona.
2: Yeah, and I have a bunch of new shows coming in January, so check out my website.
1: HannahBurner.com? shows shows. And Hannah Burner official on Facebook is not Hannah Burner, we discovered today. <laughs> Hannah is looking to eradicate fake Facebook pages. So if you see a page that you think is not Hannah, please uh, please uh, DM Hannah and say, is this you? Because uh, that could be an issue. Uh, all right, guys.
3: Call, thanks for calling. Thank you. Hi, Hannah and Des. Big fan, love your show. I have a hot take since the Thanksgiving holiday has just passed. I don't understand everyone's obsession with Thanksgiving stuffing. I, We take perfectly good bread, dehydrate it, then rehydrate it to dehydrate it again. Make it make sense. There's no girl math here for me. I don't understand <laughs>
0: what's going on.
3: Uh, maybe it's just me, though, so it could be a hot take.
5: Hi, Hannah. I love you so much. Um, Something I really need to get off my chest is that I'm really upset with my friend group after a girls trip weekend. One of them in particular was in charge of the invoices for everybody, like put most of the things on her card and then would divide it up. And I actually wasn't drinking. I bought my own weed that weekend and was smoking my own weed. Nobody wanted to partake. I wasn't offended. It's fine. But, anyways, I was the only one not drinking in the friend group. And one of my closest friends got charged like the same amount for dinners when she had two or three drinks, and I was drinking a Diet Coke the whole time. So I just paid the Venmo request because I didn't want to start any drama. But I'm actually really peeved by this because I don't know, I can afford it, but it's just annoying to have to kind of subsidize everybody else's drinking. So, anyways, that's me. Haha.
0: Hello, friends. Um I know this is probably very common and <laughs> overly used, but my something I just cannot fucking stand is when people do not put their shopping carts in the shopping cart corral in a parking lot. It is just so it is like the <laughs> epitome of lazy, and if I see somebody go out of their way to not put their shopping cart back into the shopping cart corral, I'm just automatically going to assume that they are one of the shittiest people on earth. And so many people do it. And there's this shopping cart theory that if people don't put their shopping carts away, that they're basically <laughs> a bad person. Um, and I totally believe that. So if you don't put your shopping cart away, I fucking hate you. Okay, thank you.
3: Bye. Hi, Hannah and Des. Here is one thing that I just absolutely cannot stand. I am just out here trying to be a little bit more friendly, trying to bring some joy to myself and the world around me. And when I'm like walking past somebody, grocery store, sidewalk, whatever it is, and I'm going to give you a smile and you don't smile back, I just can't stand it. I am giving you this positive energy. The least you could do is lift the outside of your mouth a little bit, reciprocate some of the kindness. It's just not that hard. And yeah, that's just one thing that bothers me when I put myself out there to smile at somebody and they can't do it back. Love you guys.